Hey everyone, this is your host Jake Fur, and you are listening to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to all of you for listening and for your continued support of not only myself and the podcast, but for sports all across Richland County. I really hope you enjoy listening. Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with local TV personality, Travis Berardi, uh, who is a West Virginia transplant to Mansfield, Ohio. Um, He kind of grew up uh, loving sports and has kind of become enamored in Richland County High School sports. So I hope you enjoy. So... West Virginia boy, that's what I want to talk to you first okay. off. West the Virginia Mountaineers. boy, the Mountaineers. <laughs> um, how did you find yourself up here? I mean, it seems like everybody, like a lot of people I've talked to are kind of transplants into Mansfield. And they, yeah. they they dive right into this mm-hmm. area. So first off, how did you, you get yourself up here? Uh, it was just an acquaintance that I knew had an in at the TV station Okay, with somebody actually in the advertising department. And I didn't know that. I was like, oh, I love to do sports. And I, I sent my resume to him. He's like, well, do you have anything, do you have any interest in doing advertising? I'm like, oh, no, I really want to do sports. So he <laughs> no, sent it over no, to no, Jeff no. Allen, the, the, the world-famous Jeff Allen in this area. Right. Everybody knows him. And I got an email back. Can you shoot? Can you shoot? I'm like, yeah, I can do base, baseball, softball. Yes, I can do baseball and softball. Okay, well, come on in. So I came in. <laughs> it was actually because at the time the uh, general manager wanted to start doing volleyball. And from my background, I had a little bit of volleyball experience so they didn't know anything about it at the time so that's one of the main reasons they brought me on and then you know that's how I that's how I got implanted here in Mansfield I didn't even know what Mansfield actually I kind of knew where Mansfield was because back home in the Ohio Valley you'd watch like looking at the weather and stuff top tip top corner there was Mansfield Ohio (laughs) so I knew where it was but I didn't know anything about it I didn't know the carousels or anything like that you know all that stuff so uh, the Shawshank Redemption being shot here. I was like, I'm a big fan of Pretty movies. Cool, so when yeah. I came, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. But I really didn't know much about Mansfield. It's just that, like, you know what I've heard on your first couple uh, podcasts is you got to be lucky in this you business. Do. Yeah, you really More do. than anything else. Yeah. I mean, you have, to have, you have to have the ability to do stuff. You have to have the passion to do stuff. But you got to be lucky, yeah. too. So like, I'm like, I'll take it, yeah. you know. And you, like, you got you to gotta know someone, too. Mm-hmm. Like the only way yeah, I definitely. got in here was I I kind of knew people from yeah exactly from what I was doing so that yeah you definitely and it's it's crazy this media area I mean yeah for kind of it's kind of small it's mm-hmm. a little bit smaller but there's just so much media out there for, yeah. especially for high school sports there's there's a tons of places to and get there's, information there's a ton of high schools around here. like I yeah. growing up in the Ohio Valley there's like in a thirty mile radius there's maybe one two three four five. 12 schools and here it's a 10 mile radius it's about 10 <laughs> right. schools so yeah. it's it's great also not being you know it was a, we're an independent station i was working at yeah we had more ability to do things because we're not syndicated in any you know we're not an affiliate of nbc abc cbs all that so we don't have to show programming so we could right. actually do a little bit more with you know how they did soccer broadcasts yeah. and football and basketball we didn't have to go up against like uh gray's anatomy or you know <laughs> right. yeah, ncis yeah, yeah. or stuff like yeah. that so that 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 was that was cool too with it and just all this all the high schools and good high school football good yeah. high school back like a lot of great talent in this area so it's kind of you know like we said luck but it's kind of blessed to be in this area because 
just one of my first main jobs is covering so much good yeah athletic competition around right, here right. and so let's talk about your current situation i mean with the coronavirus and everything uh, everybody's hurting right yes now. so uh, kind of explain your current situation um, i know you got laid off from the tv station but kind of just fill everybody in with with what's going on with you well um it was i was let's see We'll go back to regional basketball. Mm-hmm. You and I are sitting next to each other right. up in Canton watching... Uh, Lucas. Yep. Yeah, watching Lucas watch you know, Ethan Wall- was it Wallace. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan Wallace put up like, yeah. 10 points in the second half. The yeah. Carson Hoggers block <laughs> right. at the end of the game. <laughs> you know, Celebrating with that. And then the next night, I went up to Bowling Green okay. to do play-by-play for Colonel Crawford because that was when the restrictions started coming up, and that's when the OHSA said, hey... You're allowed to broadcast these games live oh, for just this piece. So I'm sitting there with Tom Ribneck, courtside, Ottawa Glandorf. I had, they probably had a great chance of winning the state championship right. because they just, they handled Crawford. Crawford tried to come back, but at the, I remember right at the end of that, I had Brian Scronsky came up to me and said, "Hey, look on your Twitter about the NBA." And that's that was the night they, they shut down the NBA. And I said over, I'm like, "Breaking news! This is what happens." So. This might not be the end of it either. We might see more stuff. And, you know, the next day, I was supposed to go back to Bowling Green to cover Upper Sandusky. Yeah. And, nope, shut down for now, but, hey, we might come back. Okay. So there's a little bit of hope. The next week, I went to talk talk to uh, Tim Nicewander at Madison Softball. Talking to him like, wow, this is this is this could be your this year, guys. Year, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're my last interview since they're shutting stuff down. I'll see you in, hopefully in a month. Yeah. Well, day after that, go down to the OHSAA. They did the conference, the press conference. Right. Come back, get that done. The next day, I get a call. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to lay you off. It's you're it's nothing about you. It's not you. It's right. me type deal. But yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. finances, everything's being shut down. I said, like, I understand. I understand. I said, well, I just, you know, let's see how we are in a couple months. Well, it's now Here beginning of July. Yeah. And stuff is starting to open, but you know, Over stuff's spiking again. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, I'm just taking it day day by day, yeah. you know, hoping that we at least get high school football back. Please wear a mask. Please. I'm telling you guys, I, it might be an inconvenience, but, you know, helping stop the spread will allow you to go watch your kids play football, right. allow you to watch on, at least on TV, allow us to do our jobs, to help you out to get this coverage for all these great teams, because there's going to be some good football around oh, here. And I know we'll get into this a little bit yeah, later, but I mean, oh, I'm, so, I'm excited for this year. Yeah. So, yeah, but... You know, it's, it's one of those just take it day by day type yeah. deals, and you know, if, if one thing doesn't happen, maybe something else happens. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll just yeah. see. I mean, there's definitely plenty of opportunities. Hopefully, you get get back to where you're comfortable, mm-hmm. where you're home. And if not, I mean, hopefully you you go somewhere where you can kind of expand whatever you want to do and, exactly. and be able to do a lot of. And things. that's just it's that's how I've taken it throughout my career because it's <laughs> I've had a lot of interesting. You know, you got to take anything that you get. Yeah. To get, you know, so I, I just take it blow by blow, and right. wherever the path takes me, that's I just follow it. If not, you're gonna get too stressed out, and you might die of a heart attack at the age of forty. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Before so I mean, is is Mansfield home for you, or is there thoughts of, you know, if something doesn't come up for you, maybe? I was, are, are you heading back? Or I mean, this this kind of a. I'm a big a, major league game. baseball fan. I played six years. I played four years varsity baseball in high school. Yeah wasn't good enough for college and i knew that. that's why i even try out <laughs> but i love baseball i'm a big pittsburgh pirate guy yeah. you know that go bucks 
um, even though they've stunk for all but five <laughs> years in the last 30 years. Right. Um, but I would, my, my biggest goal, aim high, I guess, is working at the MLB network. Even right. if it's behind the scenes, like a stats guy or something, I just, I love watching MLB tonight when during games. Yeah. I always remember back, what was it, 2011, the wild card, the final night where what, we had four or five games going yeah. on. Yeah. Tampa Bay, New York, Boston, uh, Baltimore. Baltimore is a terrible team at the time, and somehow they they come back and beat Boston. The uh, Tampa game, they were down like six runs. They come back, forced extra innings. They hit a walk off home run right after the Orioles beat the Red Sox. That put them in. And you had on the other side, you had St. St. Louis come back and beat Atlanta and stuff like that. Was that's what I think that was the night that got me to thinking, hey, I, I want to be a part of that stuff because right. it was just crazy because yeah. you have all these games on at once and they have the ability to because it's the Major League Baseball Network. So I'm <laughs> right. like, that's my goal. I want to be there. That, that's the big picture. That's goal the big for you. picture. That's but cool. if if I'm here for five, ten years, that's fine too. Because I, like I said, there's a lot of talent here. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stories that go around, and I know you've done a great job with that with your articles and stuff. But like, I'm comfortable where I am at the moment. But that's not my end game. Right. And like when I first got into this business, I was like, I, I want to be a Cleveland Indians writer. Like, right. That's, that's my main goal. And then I'm like, then I start covering high school and I start doing this stuff. I'm like. Uh-huh. Man, I'm having so much fun doing right. doing this, and we have so much great talent in this area, and I love telling these stories. I'm like, man, you know what? I wouldn't mind making a, a career, a right. living out of this yeah. for the rest of my life. I mean, or for the for the rest of the time, there's actually newspapers. And I found that out actually at an early age. Like, you go back to like my side yards with my my grandparents' side yards, my uncle, my cousins, and everything. We play be playing wiffle ball, and I'd hit them. As I hit a pace, hit the left. He's like, you're going to be a commentator. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Get to high school. My junior year, we had a communications class. And guy comes in from our small local radio station. Hey, we need to, we're going to broadcast your high school football games. Well, I did two years of high school football. My junior, yeah. my freshman and senior year, sophomore and junior year, I wanted to focus more on basketball. Right. So they're like, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, okay. So I called four high school football games for my my school. That's cool. My junior, that's my right here. Right There's your you. Um, so I was doing that. I enjoyed it so much. I'm like, you know what? I think this will be my, that could be my, uh, that's my calling. My calling. Yeah. What I want to do in college, I'll go maybe for a communications degree. So I did that. And, and like I said, it's mostly luck. I spent eight years working in an Outback Steakhouse (laughs) before I left there to come up to here. Right. But I, I take whatever you want, you know, whatever you can get. Watching the Pirates one year, this is when Twitter just began, started to get big. Right. I was following all these Pirate fans and Pirate bloggers because everybody just, you know, you just read what fans think. And I went to opening day 2012. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this blogging thing. At least use my degree for something. Right. So I started, I just started writing about the team after every game, doing a little recap and stuff. And one of the guys that I followed actually worked for a website that was that was based out of the Ohio Valley and they wanted to start something up in the Pittsburgh area too. So I, you know, they towards the end of the season I said, "Hey, we need some writers, just, you know, write a couple articles a week." So I sent my a couple of my pieces in and they're like, "Okay, you're the Major League Baseball writer for the website." Oh, cool. Wow. So I just <laughs> sat there right I think it was uh it's right when attendance started to start declining again. Yeah. Because I think 11 and 12 is when it started to drop a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. So I wrote an article about that, did, you know, updates for the playoffs and stuff. So, you know, season ends. It was fun. I'm sitting with my buddies and like I said, the guy owns a, a website out of the Ohio Valley too. He messages me. He's like, "Hey, I need somebody for the West Virginia Oklahoma football game day after Thanksgiving. Would you be interested? I'm like, my Mountaineers? Uh, yeah. You sure? 
So I go down there, cover the game. I had cousins that went to WVU, so I stayed at their house. It happened to be the night that Tavon Austin went off for 564 all-purpose yards and became a Heisman candidate, and that's right. why I got him into the NFL. So I was so, so lucky to be on the sidelines sitting there, you know, watching yeah. that happen. And they said, okay, you did a good, good job. Come back for senior night against Kansas. So I did that. Right after that, I'm sending you to the bowl game. So I went, went from being a blogger <laughs> right. in July to in between Christmas and New Year's being in New York City at Yankee Stadium covering the pinstripe bowl. Right. So I, I'm like, oh, this is, this, this just can't get any better. Right. A couple months later, we need, we got another credential. We need somebody to be a beat writer for the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> my buckos? Are you kidding me? I that was that was one of my goals at a young age. I want to cover the Pirates. Right. So I go up there. It was an internship. I didn't get paid. So I'm work, but I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm single at the time. I'm yeah. I I'm able to you know finance living in this little apartment I'm at because my best friend's parents own it so they right. just pay for water bill or something like that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I'll work it out back, make my money for that, go up, cover the Pirates. So I covered every home game. 2013. Wow. What a year to cover the Pirates. <laughs> Their first playoff appearance, I was at the game. Johnny Cueto drops the ball. I'm sitting right there watching Russell Martin hits over the left field fence. That's my first year on the beat. Wow. Come back the next year, 2014, they did it again, but then... Uh, Bumgardner does his thing in the playoffs, knocks him out of the wild card yeah. game. At that point, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I was kind of burned out because I wasn't getting paid for it. So right, yeah. they found somebody else. I started covering a, uh, a uh, an independent league team in Washington, Pennsylvania, much closer to where I live. And that was fun, too. Just guys just playing, trying to get noticed. Right. You know, kind of like it's not minor leagues, but they're trying to get noticed. So yeah. it's like pretty much the major leagues of college for them, you know, yeah. college ball. In like a minor league affiliate of the minor leagues. So I covered that for a while. It was fun. I get a call from my professor uh, that back at the college. He had been let go, but we built up a, a program. We webcasted most of the call, the sporting events, the college. We didn't have a football team, but we had soccer, basketball, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Well, 2015 comes around. He said, hey, uh, I bidded in because he had his own production firm to cover the college again. Will you be my play-by-play guy? Hey, sweet. <laughs> 50 bucks a game. There's back-to-back men's, women's. I'm making 100 bucks a, a day calling right. four or five hours a game. Like, this is much better than serving steak at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so I did, that year I did men's and women's soccer. Luckily enough, we were in the same conferences, uh, Char- University of Charleston, West mm-hmm. Virginia. They were the number one team in the nation. They won a national championship two years ago. They were really good. Well, in two years, three of their losses out of, like, five were to us. I got to call one of the upsets of the number one team in the nation. Wow. And that was on my resume. That's still on my resume to this day. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. So did that. Did uh, rugby. Rugby's fun. That's pretty, that is an interesting sport because I, I just watched uh, like a little thing on ESPN about, uh-huh. about rugby and just kind of how it, how it all works. I still don't understand it completely. But no, but it's hard hitting. It's like yeah, yeah, they yeah. get laid out. It's fun. Uh, men's and women's basketball. The men's team actually was the number one team in the country for a little bit. Wow. West Liberty no, Division Two, they're kind of a powerhouse. There are our tribals. Okay. So we, you know, playing them there. So I got to be play uh, color commentator for that game. They ended up hosting the regional too. Okay. So I, we were our crew was able to do that. But I think the biggest thing was that year our volleyball team. I did play by play for volleyball. Didn't know much about volleyball, but it was still you know slams it down in her right. face stuff like you know make, right. trying to make it fun. Well, they ended up uh, hosting the conference tournament because, it, you know, like the best team hosts. It's not like Division One where they go to like some neutral site. They don't have the money to do that. Right. 
So I got to be the voice of the, the conference tournament. Pretty cool. Got paid nice little bonus pocket of change <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, and then they were the top team in the region. So the NCAA tournament from uh, round, I think, 32 to, uh, to 16, I was the voice of that, too. So I'm That's like, wow, cool. this is pretty cool. Is they cool. ended up winning the national championship that year, too. <laughs> so I was the voice of the Division II national champions. Right after that was when I got put my resume in the volleyball like i said coming right. back to the volleyball thing that's right. it's that reason that i that's got this job up here that's cool so yeah it's it's a windy road yeah, and like you said i've even said this to schools that we've gone to to talk to it's not easy you're not going to just get your degree and be like oh hey there's job openings you right. have to work take anything you can get even yeah. me two years of not getting paid but still doing something right building that resume and that's you know that's my long-winded uh <laughs> that's how you got here conversation how i got here yeah i mean that's that's a i mean an amazing story just how to kind of the grind of mm-hmm. of the sports media world because i mean i i freelanced for two years before i even got a mm-hmm. even an interview for a full-time job and i was lucky to to kind of get in at Bucyrus, who the mansfield news journal i was writing for at the time i was freelancing for like you know pennies for a game yeah um, exactly and they said hey we, we need a, we need a guy over here and and be cyrus and i'm like count me in man this, right? this is cool and, then, and that, I mean, that goes back to the passion thing too like i said i didn't get paid for yeah. two years but i loved doing what i was doing and right. i was hoping this would help you know build a resume to get to being paid to do what you love and look look where we're at now right. and know? it seems like the passion is more of a payoff than than the yes. money. i mean like like i wake up every morning i I mean, I write write stories about sports. I mean, you, yeah, you right. call games, and exactly. You, you do stories we, on sports, and I mean, it's it's like it's not even work. And I'll be I'll, I'll look at Andy Jari sometimes on a set of scores, and we'll be like, we get paid to do this. Now, Andy, he's he works at sport. He's even better off than we are. He works right. sports time and I. He's on the pre and post game show for the Cavaliers and the Indians. I mean, right. he's up there with you know the best of them. I mean, he's he, he's personal friends with Andre Knott, like right. stuff like that. Right. I'm like, oh well. That's the that's the gig when we want to get to, but you know, being it being able to do something that you love, it's gonna be long hours, but you love doing it, so exactly. it's not as much of a stress on you than. And it doesn't feel like that. Long not like working either. eight years in an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> not no offense to my buddies that worked at the Outback Steakhouse. Still, I mean, I had a blast with you guys, but it was just it was grueling, and I didn't. That's not my end game. Right, it's, it's right. doing this. So let's let's shift to this upcoming high school sports season, assuming we. Start with start everything right on time, and mm-hmm. we're gonna go. So, who is the best high school football team that you see coming back this year? You and I have been talking about this. I think we think Shelby's Shelby, gonna do something. Sure. Sure. And I've been uh, in conversations with people. You have to think they were up what twenty-one and seven on Clyde. Clyde, yeah. Clyde and then Clyde <laughs> comes back, puts up four scores in the second half. Shelby, couple you know mistakes that really hurt them. Yeah. Clyde goes on wins the state championship out of nowhere. And that, that just makes you think, what if? Exactly. Like, but that crazy. also makes you think, wow, Shelby, Shelby's that good. Yeah. And Coach Mahaney, he's that's like the awesome. quarterback whisperer. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great coach, great fit for Shelby. And I think that, you know, they're going to do stuff. And you just have to think, the Lucas Cubs are probably going to make the playoffs again the, just I somehow. Definitely, I, I definitely think they are. And if we can go just go back a little bit, just – how fun was that run for both oh Mansfield goodness. Senior and Lucas? Man. I mean, you and I were we were able to a little bit, you know, root for the home team because we aren't covering Marion Local. I, we're not I completely rooted for them. And you and I are on the side like, oh, football, yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're celebrating, high-fiving. But just the 
the atmosphere and the yes. vibe on those sidelines. And I, I was just talking to Brian Skaronsky a couple days ago about this. Marion Local was the powerhouse. I mean, the uh, some New York paper was doing a, an New article on the New York, New York Times, Times. Did an article yeah, on the biggest them. newspaper in the world. People are thinking, oh man, they're gonna blow them out by forty-five nothing. Yeah. Lucas put up a fight, and I'm damn proud of oh, what they sure. did because Luke Lucas doesn't get a penalty on that that punt to right. start the game. Right. A couple turnovers inside the red zone. That that could be a much closer game. It was right. twenty-eight to seven. And Carson Hogger now has the, the state record that's, that's cool. probably going to be held for a long time, too. Because that kid, that kid deserves yeah. everything he gets, man. Definitely. He he's no. awesome, too. But. Yeah, but just – and then Mansfield Senior, I mean, injury to their center in the second half of that right. state championship game was really a difference. But just to be able to see – like, this is what we this, signed this up to is, do. Yeah, like, this, exactly. like, the way the communities came together and stuff like that. And it was just amazing. And then Lucas Basketball – Oh, I feel so bad I for them. Wonder, yeah, I still wonder what if, to this day, um, what would happen if they were still able to take the court. Cause, I know. It's, I mean, that was, that's a special team, and we'll, we'll talk about basketball. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. But going back to what we were talking about, Shelby football, I think, is going to be the, I think, the top team. Yeah. But there's always that one or two teams that just come out of nowhere and make a run, too. Right. So that's another thing about this area. You just, you you have just don't know from multiple year to teams. Year. Yeah. Mansell Senior. They lost a lot. I can still see them winning games. I mean, oh, for sure. Games, but they, they, got, they got a tough non-conference schedule. Yeah, they got Trotwood at home. Trotwood. That's that's something. That's what, we big. two? Yeah, we too. That's going to be crazy. But yeah, I'm, I I see uh, you know Mansfield Senior coming back and actually mm-hmm. being pretty strong still because yep. they still have a lot of great athletes. And I know their younger classes are really, really good too. That, I think their eighth grade class last year just annihilated yes. teams. Yeah, they were so conference think, champions, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I think they're going to come up too and – and uh, here in a few years, I think they're just going to be right back to where they were. I still, I still think over five hundred this year for them. Definitely, no doubt. Chokey Bradley is the like best coach for that position at Mansfield Senior. Yes. Great coach, great guy, and he just, just like uh, Lucas's coach, Spittler, Spittler. Scott, Scott Spittler. Spittler. Yeah, sorry, coach, I know your name, <laughs> but just like I said, what six straight playoff appearances? I believe that so. Was, that's what yeah. it is, and it's just. They just they pick those kids out of the cornfields. They're huge. They're, they're huge. Yeah, they're linemen. Right. You just get somebody can run north, north south. You're gonna have a chance to win because just the way he does it in the off season. I love looking on Twitter his off season uh, yeah. workouts and stuff. The belt every week for that. I mean, right. who wouldn't want to play for? And, like, and it, I wish you and I when we were in high school, we were doing off season workouts to try and get a belt because I'd love to have that yeah. every week. You know. I mean, and it's a Division Seven football program that's that feels like it's run by a Division One. Like a Division go One against, college program, and I hope we get to the the conference stuff here in a yes, little bit. Yeah. But um, because they're not in the conference, they have to schedule anybody that you know anybody possible, right. and they're not afraid of them. That's the big thing, and they'll punch you right back in the mouth. And the last couple of years, they've beaten these big teams. What was a uh, team that knocked off Shelby last year? goes to Lucas and Lucas beats them. Right. Yeah. Well that was two was it two years ago. I think it was was it Lima Central Catholic? Is that who it was? Because they they went went up to Lima, blocked a punt in the fourth quarter to win it. Yeah. Or blocked a field goal or something. No, blocked a punt and returned the punt for returned that block for a for a touchdown. So yeah, yeah, I do remember that. But um It's it's just they they're not afraid. That's that's the biggest thing. If you're if you're able to stand up against anybody, you're gonna have a chance. Right. Now, if you back down a little bit, that's when 
it's gonna hurt you. But them, like we Marion local, like they just stood toe to toe. Right. And it was what a fourteen point game at the half. Yeah. They were driving. They had confidence. It's just if a couple things fall their way, that's that's a ball that, game. That's yeah. a ball game. Yeah. And it's just you know that's just how they play. Right. So I mean, obviously this this area, we we have some great football, but mm-hmm. we have some top notch other sports. Oh, definitely soccer. So, so what what is like, the best team in all sports all through the seasons that you see returning this year? You know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> the Madison Lady Rams okay, soccer. Okay. Madison Lady Rams soccer. They're they're returning everybody. They I mean they. Yeah. They're yeah, a couple. They're they're an inch to the left or right from winning that because I, I mean I, I was talking to Taylor Huff in the offseason. She actually worked with us on right, basketball yeah, for yeah. scores and more. So I, I when she almost went to West Virginia for soccer. Did really? you know that? Wow. Hopefully I'm allowed to say that. Taylor. <laughs> but she ended up going to Tennessee, which yeah. is great too. She, um, but she, talking to her, I'm like, man, that you were ripping the ball. She's like, I know. I was just off, just, just a little inches. bit, just by inches. That's every sport. It's a game of inches. Right. Baseball, foul ball, just barely. You know, could be a difference between three runs or no runs at all. Right. Football, you know, game just outside the fingertips. Everything's inches, yeah. a game of inches. But they're returning everybody. They have that fire. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They're preseason ranked number one in the state. That'd be cool. I like. To but see them that. number one, like. Now, a lot of, like because I'm I'm doing this I, I don't know if I want to reveal who because I'm doing a Richland top twenty five of the top you can tell me after teams. this you know you stay I might tuned. as well stay hopefully tuned. hopefully stay people tuned. are still listening but you know a lot of people that that overlook a team is um, Lexington girls cross country oh that they are they are a power no <laughs> and, let, and like when I when I started that project I was like okay obviously Madison girls are number one but like wait a minute. We just, we have a three time defending state champion mm-hmm. who's probably gonna win four or five maybe even six. I think that that's, that team's incredible. Just going back to that, what is expected from them and just right. they, they've been yeah. winning. They're a great team. Don't don't let me put you down or anything like that. They're the top. But just seeing what Madison you know has they been, haven't yeah. they they've been to a state final four a state semifinal they've been in the state final but they haven't won it yet. So that's right. what I think just having that fire. But then you know cross country like even if we would have had track and field caleb brown would have probably yeah. not been able to walk off the podium because he'd have so many medals around his neck right. like right. individually you know stuff like that but yeah cross country lexington uh, lexington boys soccer yeah they yep. they got a they, shot they to come back. A lot it's gonna too. be i'm gonna see be interested to see what ontario boys soccer does this year they were they were extremely young last year because mm-hmm. i was I, would, I just did did a story on them of my top 25 and i kind of looked through the roster looked through their stats they were so young last year yeah i mean they're gonna be i think they're gonna be really good here next year this, on, this ontario girls well what, what did they do the I, madison in I that district final yeah. yeah like they took them to one point yeah they took it yeah so they're, they're gonna be back you know that's that's gonna be one of the marquee games this year is gonna yeah. be madison ontario girls like every year right you know um just gonna be interesting to see what the, if the Lexington boys can build off of what they did last year. I know they lost a couple guys, lost an All American. No, he's back. No, he's back. Brian that's right. That's back. right. He's back. So, so just like that, yeah. like Taylor, <laughs> All American girls for you know Madison, All American boy on the uh, Lexington soccer team. So interesting for them. Um, Ontario cross country. What do you think of them? I do like them. I like them a lot. Um, I think that what they they lose one runner, Grace Grace Mauer, mm-hmm. who is an excellent All Ohioan. 
So you can't, you got to find someone to, to replace her, but you're not going to find one person to replace no. her. Well, you even have to do two. You have to have some, you, you, like in golf, high school golf, you lose that guy that shoots 36 on the front, but if you can get the two guys in the back that were shooting 50s down to like a 43, yeah. it makes up for it. So like right. those two, the fourth and fifth runners, right. if can, they can, can if they can get better they can improve their scores then it's going to even it out and that's right. how that's how most cost cross that's what lexington does yeah. they lose a kyle johnston right ryan johnston but their back runners start getting better and it kind of makes up for it and that's how you points. just keep you just keep filtering them out that way yeah. your top one leaves your back ones keep moving up and it's just it's like a wheel yeah but the, the Bree trump power girl is is going to be i mean she's coming in as a sophomore and she's going to be incredible for the next three mm-hmm. years i'm excited to see her because she if if we would have had a track season she would have been an all ohioan in three sports yeah as a freshman and she would have how crazy is that she would have done that all four years of high school and that's just that's almost unheard of yeah oh definitely that is way no, you see those of. you see those as the like football basketball players or basketball baseball players that end up yeah. being drafters oh they're all state and two sports and stuff not you don't see three. Not three sports. That's even that's even four years. more of an accomplishment, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's right. gonna be interesting to see them. But yeah, fall sports. I really like. I really hope we have fall sports because yes. I'm, I'm. That's our that's our bread and butter around this area for sure. But uh, so let's finish up with with the conferences. So yes. When I when I wrote that story, you texted me like that next day. You're like, if we ever do a podcast together, let's talk about conference realignment. Here you go. Um, what is your ideal conference realignment going to be? I was looking at this last night. We were talking about this when uh, New Philly joined yeah. the OCC. You're going to have West Holmes, Mount Vernon, Worcester, New Philadelphia, all Way out back east. towards the northern panhandle of West Virginia where I grew yeah. up, right? Then you have over here, you have Lexington, you got Mansfield Senior, you got Ashland, you got Madison. You and I were saying this now. Please, everybody, don't let your heads blow up or anything. This is just, this is just talk. Move into the MOAC. That's yeah. what you're saying. Have them go to the MOAC. I would love it. How crazy would that be? And I was looking. I'm like, that would put the MOAC at 12. Right. The Northern 10 right now is 9. I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if those were even have, like, a, in basketball, an MOAC Northern 10 challenge? That'd be cool. That would be cool. You know. It'd, it'd be a little bit some, of a size difference, but yeah. I mean, I mean even like we had Lexington Crawford play right, against the, each other. They play in the regular season. Stuff like that, having Upper Sandusky play Ontario again. Yeah. You know, and then okay. just go down further in Mohawk, maybe against, uh, you know, Clear Fork or something. It, it, even now, right. as you go down. Um, Highland moving to the MOAC. This, this is real. Them, That's a really good fit. They're, yeah. They were the, because, you know, covering me, covering Northmore. Right. And a couple other. Uh, KMAC teams, Highland in size is just bigger than everybody so else. Bigger, yeah. But moving the MOAC, it puts them right in the middle of the pack. And they played Ontario in the non-conference in, in right. you know, football and basketball, so it's a good fit for them. Now, as for who filled in in the KMAC, I wish two teams would have gotten to the KMAC. I do too. I wish Lucas would have joined Loudonville. Loudonville is a good fit for them. I think it's a good fit for Loudonville, right. but I would... Poor Lucas. And, I mean, yeah, Lucas would have been I, great. From what I know, Lucas applied for the, the mm-hmm. KMAC. And they were actually not even notified. When when Loudonville got accepted, I got a text that said, oh, the KMAC passed on us. Like, they didn't even know that the KMAC passed on Lucas. Yeah. Like, Lucas people didn't even know that the KMAC passed on them. 
Everybody's, which is which is I don't know why. Crazy. Why is everybody so afraid of Luke's? I'd want to have teams like Lucas in my conference because you play against better competition. It makes you better. Exactly. You know, you want to be like that team, and that's why I think the Fire. Sorry, Firelands Conference, but why are you guys afraid of Lucas? That'd be a great fit. Norark exactly. St. Paul against Lucas every year. Good <laughs> I, lord! I would go anywhere to watch that. Game. Right? Yeah. And you know, like South Central, even though they they played in the non-conference, South Central. Lucas twice a year, in and they wouldn't have to schedule a non-conference game. They'd be able to schedule somebody else bigger too right. for that. I mean, just right. scheduling wise, having somebody like Lucas in there, it's a non-conference game that you want, but you're not going to have to waste that game because right. you have them in your conference right, right. now. Like a Fireland, Fireland's conference had Lucas, and it, that'd be, even that'd if be the, great, but like, even if the Firelands like added the other mid Buckeye schools that don't have football, like St. Pete's and Mansfield Christian, and and that sort of thing. I mean, size-wise, they fit. Geographically, they they kind of fit. I yeah. mean, it's it's still kind of a long drive for, like, Western Reserve and Monroeville and, and stuff like that. But I mean, they come I down mean, to Crestview and Pleasant anyway. And and half the time, like, New London already travels to, to Lucas. Lucas already travels to New London for a non-conference game. Yeah. I mean, it just it kind of just makes – it feels like it makes sense to us, but I'm sure there's so much yeah. hypocritical stuff behind the scenes that we we kind of know, but we don't. We don't take into account. But Do you know anything about the conference crest lines in? No. I've, I'm, I don't even know what conference they're in right now. I, there's, <laughs> there's some... It's so wild. But uh, I, know, I know like Willard and Crestline both applied for the Northern 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and Willard in the Northern 10 would be nice. I would love that. that would I be... would absolutely love that. But, you know, with Crestline being in the Northern 10 before and then saying, oh, you know, grass will be greener on this side, we're leaving, that left a bad taste. Bad blood, which, yeah. Which I understand... But they yeah, they wanted back in, and then Willard wanted in. But the Northern Ten said we don't want to take just one school; we want two. But they didn't want Crestline, so Willard's still kind of on the they're they're waiting to go in. They want to go in, but uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I just I don't I don't really know what conference Crestline is in right now because <laughs> it's it's changed so many times over the past few years. What are your thoughts on Lucas in the Northern Ten? I they played Crawford before non-conference. Playing teams like them, Winford, yeah. like that. I mean, they would be a good fit. Lucas would be a good fit in like four conferences. Yeah, I mean, the, the Finals Conference, the N10, the KMAC, um, you know, even the Wayne County League, they, they would yeah. fit in down there because they're still pretty close to all those schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I just I would love to see them get in a conference, but it's 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 just like so many people are so afraid of what they do in football, and it's like, man, like why why like. Oh, you're going to beat us in football. Well, you're going to get beat by a lot of teams in football. And another thing, it's <laughs> you know how many playoff points right. that is. Right. Even if Lucas, you know, the secondary points is huge. In West Virginia, we do. You beat a team, say you're single A, which is like Division Six. You get six points for a win against a team. And then every win that they have, so say you beat a single A team that's 10-0, and 0, you get six plus the 10 extra bonus points for a victory. And that's it. Then you divide by Right. There's no right. secondary points. But for Lucas... The secondary points is what should get these Division Five and Four teams because they beat a Division Two. Right. That sec- the secondary points comes to you, and that helps boost your yeah. playoff rating as right. well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would. I've been clamoring for Lucas to, and, and it's no fault to them. Like they, they're no. trying to get in a conference, and just everybody's like, no. I mean, even like I heard a story about they they approached um, who was it Cuyahoga Heights, right? They played them in the. Was it the third round, second or third round of the playoffs last year? Yeah, they, they was was that the regional final? I think regional final was 
was it St. Thomas? I can't remember. Anyway, I think it was they approached Cuyahoga Heights to, to play a regular season game this upcoming year. Yeah. And, you know, the Cuyahoga Heights, who's been in the playoffs, like, what, 25 straight years or something crazy like that, told, told Lucas, they were like, you know, our program isn't at the caliber of your guys' right now, so I don't think we want to. And it's like, so it was the regional final. Wait a second. <laughs> like, you guys just you guys just played for your in the 25th straight playoff game. Like, I just I don't understand why everybody's, like, trying to trying to steer clear. And that's a regional game, too. Yeah. Cuyahoga's one, Lucas was two. They met right. in the region final, and that goal line stand is what... Right. Why wouldn't you want to play them again for payback? I mean, exactly. the team that Lucas played in the state semifinal, they're playing each other. Right, yeah. Like... Why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't know. It it's boosts your profile. Stuff. And like a team like Lucas would boost your conference. Right. But But what do we know? Yeah. We're just we're just media, we're sports media people. We're I just feel bad <laughs> I just feel bad for Lexington, Mansfield Senior, Ashland, Madison. I make the drive back to West Virginia. I take two fifty. I go through North New Philadelphia. Yeah. It's an hour forty five minute drive on a right. Now, maybe two for you're on a bus. You and I have made many no. bus rides when we were in high school for basketball <laughs> yeah. and football and whatnot. It's an extra 15, 20 minutes on a bus because, you know, they don't go as fast right. as you can in a in a car like we have. Right. But and the, that's going to be that's gonna be terrible, especially during a, a Thursday night game, a Tuesday night game in the in the OCC. And just thinking of that, like, okay, say the, say the conference championship is on the line. Mm-hmm. And say the final final basketball game, final football game of the year. Whoever's playing them, Mansfield Seniors playing New Philadelphia for the OCC championship, like at at New Philadelphia. It's a nice it's, stadium, it's, though. They have a really nice, Quaker beautiful. Stadium is really nice. But, but it's like it's so tempting to say, I, you know, I'm not gonna make that drive. Like yeah. that's that's crazy. We like, have deadlines and stuff. Right. We, like TV shows, we got to be on and whatnot. Like it's it's gonna be we tough just, to do we that. Just I mean, getting back from Worcester. To... Right is it's tough. tough. So, uh, you know, that's just my thoughts on the whole thing. I don't, I don't understand the new Philadelphia edition unless those Eastern schools are exactly. planning to break Eastern. off, yeah, and say, hey, you guys out here out west and in Mansfield area, you guys do your own thing, which I, I kind of hope happens because then it mm-hmm. just forces it. But I don't know if it does or not. Yeah, but I, you know, with the MOAC, it'd be they had eight. Yeah, those four would be twelve. You would, do you think the Northern Ten would want to have a couple teams instead? Like I don't. It's it's tough to know. say. You know. Yeah. I just I don't think the the size wise. I just don't think they fit. Yeah. The MOAC is the obvious. If if they want to expand back to two divisions, that'd be the obvious. Although because... I feel bad for Clearport, they wanted to get away from those teams. <laughs> right. Right. Back. But, but it, you I know, mean... if you if you separate it by size, like two divisions, just strictly by size. Yeah. Then then they wouldn't have to play them every year. So. Speaking of Clearport, what's your thoughts on Clearport? Clear Fork football this year. I mean, Tedrow's I'm, back. I'm interested to see what what they do. Yeah, Brady Tedrow will be back. That'll that that's going to be. Uh, he's going to be their quarterback, obviously. Um, you know, Ashton Lyon is an All Ohio receiver, mm-hmm. returner, it does everything. So, I'm I'm excited about what what might happen there, but it's you're you're also cautiously optimistic about it too. And you know what? God bless Dave Carroll. If they yes. would have had the expended playoffs last year, they would have been in. Have been in. Yeah. It was it was Galleon Pleasant. I remember watching, looking on Twitter, the yeah. back and forth of that Galleon wins that game, clear forks in no matter what because they get yeah. bonus points. Right. But and they were out by like point. point it it one came point, down. Wasn't it? It? it was. It I was, was by, up. By a I was up at Port Clinton for uh, what was it? The soccer, probably. Yeah, the soccer was uh, 
was it Lima? No, it wasn't Lima. It was uh, Lex Lexington and somebody was playing in the regional final. And I remember keeping a look because they had one game between a team that had one win and a team that had no wins. Right. And the team that had one win won that game. Bellevue got the one bonus point to right. jump clear. It was that close. Just a little tiny bit. And I don't Crazy stuff, even the expansion of the playoffs was. I mean, it's. I I, I don't I, know. I don't. I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, I, I don't like it, just because it kind of it does water things down a little bit. But at the same time, it's like you know. I think, like, over in Indiana, everybody gets in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a lot less schools in Ohio, but everybody gets in, which, I mean, yeah. everybody gets in in basketball, everybody gets in in baseball, yeah. everybody gets in in soccer, everybody, you know, football's the only one that not everybody gets in, and, you know, desert, like, deservingly so, because you just can't play that many games in football. And but, it just took two 10-0 teams not making a playoff. Right. I mean, schedule better teams, but, I mean, your conference. Yeah. It, it's tough if they're having a conference that's really down like that. That hurts you as well, because you can only get three non-conference games, right. four but and the, but the thing that everybody was saying like oh it's just a big money grab by the OHSA it's not even close to that situation because this was brought on by coaches the coaches association proposes rules for rule changes and that's that's how things get done yeah um, no definitely but yeah then then the OHSA votes on it and and that's how it gets through but you know this wouldn't have happened if if coaches didn't want that and no yeah you know not every yeah. coach wants it obviously but. Any decision, not everybody could. Right. I mean, it's going to take something major for you to get a unanimous decision from coaches. There's always right. going to be one or two guys, no matter what. It's not going to, right. you know, it's going to be that, that team that finishes two or th one, two or three every year, and they're like, oh, thankfully our rival just barely missed out because we don't have to play him again. Now they're probably going to sneak, you know, it's right. those guys that are kind of selfish, like, I don't want to play him again. Right. Thankfully they got knocked out yeah. by some fluke. No, that's yeah. not going to happen now. Right. But the and the major the buy the extra buy for those teams and that's, that's big. That's why I don't I don't know if if those teams are gonna like that. Yeah, you know football is a game of momentum, and mm -hmm. now you're gonna have a whole week off going into the most important week of the season. Like, man, that, that's I don't know how. I mean, the only it, way it'd be yeah, good would be if they're banged up, right? You, you know, allows them get to get healthy, free. but man, you can be just, rusty. Yeah, you're gonna be very rusty that first first. And then you get that team that that's finished. That is 12. coming off that of a high 12. of winning a playoff game. That, that upset <laughs> the rival that had a right. better record, and they, you know, they squeaked in. Yeah. They won their first round game. They got that momentum going, and now you're like, oh, we're playing top team, but we have a couple wins already. We're feeling right. good. Yeah, against a team that might be a little bit. Of, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just don't. I, don't I mean, like for that. us, it's amazing. It's yeah. a great story. We love, we right. love the underdog, right? right. But. Right. Especially coming yeah, from small schools, you know, you yeah. like this. I love seeing a team like Lucas make it because it's, it, it reminds you of home, pretty right? Because that For small sure. school mentality of stuff. So even make, having seen a team like that, the communities, it's great for the communities because right. it gives you that. 100%. But. All right, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the sidelines, whoever you're with, wherever you are. I'm right? Gonna, I'm, I'm I'll, be I'll be somewhere. I'll be somewhere. I'll make my own credentials. <laughs> right. I'm going to sign you. I'm with nobody. You Let know? me know like, if you we'll want see. one. I'll, I'll print one out for you. I got you. Thank you. Appreciate it.